Welcome to the Nintendo Dads, episode 413, recorded on February 9th, 2023. On tonight's episode, we talk about, well, it's a Nintendo News Spectacular, and we have new games, we have old games, we have numbers, and we have what's-its galore. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, folks? It's Marty here coming to you from an undisclosed location, and it's episode 413 of the Nintendo Dads. It is February 9th, 2023, and we are hot on the heels of one of Nintendo's best directs ever, except for a few stupid things that they did, because... There's always a few stupid things. Always. When when do we ever, any of us, ever, like, 100% knock it out of the park? I don't know, but they came close. They came really close. Oh, my gosh. Uh, joining me on the show tonight, uh, Mr. Jesse Waldack and Tim. Ah, how you doing, ah, guys? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. A little tired. Long day at work today, but uh, nothing. You know, that's kind of. It's been a long week. It's. it's I, I, can I can I confess? It's been a long week at work. Yeah. I had a uh, I had a project due in school this week that turned into a 16-page paper, um, but your Oof. boy got a hundred on it. So, yes, congratulations! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, awesome. I, I, I'm crushing it today. Not uh, tomorrow's another story. Tim, what about you? How you doing? Ah, <laughs> Metroid Prime remastered. Ah. <laughs> I'm really surprised that you're on the show tonight. I'm just to be honest. Um, I'm really surprised you're on the show. Although (laughs) I saw earlier a tweet from someone who has already beaten this game 100% completion. Oh, yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Did you sleep last night? Probably not. Lord. No, that's probably not. That's that's the step above me, I think. Did you sleep? I did. That's that's what I'm saying. That's a step above me in, in regards to fandom for this game. That's, you know. They win. They can have it. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I well, want yeah. Sleep I mean, still. at that point, if at that point, if you're like, hey, I, I'm I'm just this game just dropped, and I'm not going to sleep, eat, or pee uh, until uh, it's done on stream. I'm yeah. I'm out. I'm right. done. Well, guys, uh, we've got a ton to cover tonight. I know we usually kind of go around the horn here, but I mean, I don't want to to have to to cut down on anything because. Uh, it is such a big blockbuster week. Not only are we going to talk about Nintendo's Direct, but we're also going to talk about financial numbers uh, that were released this week, as well as game news and all kinds of other stuff. And so uh, let's just go straight into it, shall we? And our news each and every week is brought to us by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads where for as little as a dollar a month, you get to join in uh, the greatest community on the internet uh, and be a part of our Discord for a dollar, uh, the the full expanded uh, slate of Discord channels for $5. Uh, you get to pre and post show audio for uh, $10 patrons and an art card uh, you know, quarterly. And then $30 gets you on the show. And uh, all of you who are Patreon producers, you should have saved a link uh, to schedule your appearance on the show. And so be looking for that 
Uh, Jacqueline was already on a couple of weeks ago and killed it, did a great job. Uh, she's a freaking Power Ranger. Uh, it's <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, and so you can be like her. You can be on the show and you can be over there in Monthly Mayhem uh, and Dad Chat and uh, the breakfast table and the dinner table and all of that just by signing up over at Patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. And uh, we've had a slew of new patrons lately, uh, and I don't have that page pulled up, but uh, Tim is going to do a trick for you uh, while I do pull that page up. Um, do Tim help us out here a uh, little something. All right. Here. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. So ready. for those who are watching, I'm going to use my magic little hand and make that belt disappear. Look at that. The belt well, disappeared right gone. behind me. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Uh, I don't know where the belt is. I can't send it to Justin now. So it's yeah. gone. Yeah. It's so, gone. uh, <laughs> you're, you can, you can, there you go. Uh, huge thanks to, uh, Stan Kaminsky, uh, new patron of the show, uh, good friend of the show, Robbie Bobby Miller coming in as a new patron over the last few weeks. Uh, at least that I'm finding here, uh, Daniel Crummett coming in as a new patron. I just want to make sure we're getting everybody the Sean, uh, Jacqueline Amira. They, you guys have been amazing and, uh, you, uh, you are the best. Literally, when I say that, you're the best. And look, if you're a patron of the show uh, and you're not checking your email each and every week, mostly, uh, we publish a, a, a Nintendo Dad's weekly update that's full of things like topics that we're going to potentially talk about on the show, as well as links to all of our YouTube content that was posted during that week, uh, a game release schedule, news about our other shows and where to find them and a place for you to leave comments, uh, exclusive comments and questions uh, that are just for patrons there. Uh, I wanted on to mention post to you real weekly. quick about the, the, you know, the summary of the YouTube content and that message. Mm -hmm. uh, notice you didn't include any of the live streams. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I typically don't put any of the live streams on there. I'm sorry. Well, we normally don't have any, but this week we had like four different live yeah, streams. Yeah. So if you go to if you go to our YouTube channel and check, there's live reactions. Jesse did a uh, did a good job clipping out some of our reactions to moments during the uh, direct uh, and things like that. What's that? Oh, Tim, Tim did, did that. that. Okay. Well, and Jesse's <laughs> been live streaming some too. That's kind of what I was referring to. Yes. Um, <laughs> We've we've had a lot of live streaming going on lately, so go yes, over there. We've, and, we've and, been doing a lot and, around the horn. I'll I'll talk about I'll talk later about what I played and what, what I streamed. Okay, good deal. Well, guys, let's dive straight into the news. I think the biggest news uh, thing that, uh, item that we could talk about this week, of course, is uh, the roughly forty minutes of Nintendo Direct that we got yesterday. Uh, on that would have been February eighth of twenty twenty three, which Tim reminded me as we were going reminded us as we were heading into this, the live reaction of that was exactly one year and one day from February's uh, or the last, you know, the 2022 direct that happened during February. It actually happened on uh, the ninth last year. So they're hitting around the same time. Interestingly enough, we watched a little bit of that and uh, advance wars was being shown off <laughs> in 2022 right. for an April release. And it's how appropriate that it's back in an April release. Um, guys, uh, just quick around the horn here. Um, initial impressions. Uh, and let's do this. Let's give them. Let's just give a grade, like on a grading scale here. What you think this direct uh, fell for you? Where did it fall? Uh, on a, on the grading scale and your initial impressions. 
I'm giving it an S. <laughs> it's got an S grade for me. <laughs> well, I mean, all they had to do was show a picture of Samus for that to happen. I was, I was fine. You know, they gave me Samus. Uh, they gave me Metroid Prime Remastered. Uh, Metroid and the Game Fusion's Boy, coming to Game Boy. And the Game Boy games, uh, Game Boy Advance games. Uh, it, it's it's an S. Uh, okay. All the way. <laughs> okay. Well, well and, and your uh, any other initial impressions other than that? Like, I mean, all you mentioned is Metroid. It's like that they had you there. I thought that's what that's all it was. I only saw Metroid. What do you guys did? Was there something else there? <laughs> it was a Metroid Direct. It was a Metroid Direct, right? So, no, uh, there are other third party games that I'm looking forward to, like like Ghost Trick and all that. Uh, like Ghost Trick, because it was on the DS. Jesse reminded me it was the DS, not the 3DS. But yeah, it was uh, one that I actually missed out on, was very interested in playing, but never could find it And when I was ready to play it. And then, you know, so happy uh, that back, it's here. Back before uh, the days of I can't find it physically, so I'll just download it. Right. Yep. Back before that was... That was Which is what happened to me with The Last of Us Part 1. Yeah. Yes. I couldn't find it anywhere, so I just finally just downloaded <laughs> it. But you know what? Yes. You know what? I won in the end. You know why? Because I had an eighty-five dollar uh, voucher uh, at Best Buy. Oh, there you go. So, that yeah, thanks Best Buy for the Last <laughs> of Us Part One. For them not there having it in stock. What? For them not having it in stock? Or well, no. I mean, like, I guess I could have used it, you know, in store, but I would have, I wouldn't have checked online. Like, I wouldn't have opened my account. And ah, been looking. That was a collect a collection of of rewards that you had over the years. No, I had <laughs> I had a, one, it was one reward certificate from buying a computer earlier this year. There you go, there you go. So, Jesse, what about you? Initial thoughts and a grade for this direct? Yeah, I think this is pro- if it's probably one of the best. It definitely is one of the best, if not maybe the best uh, directs I've seen. You know, there are others that are up there too, but it's hard to pick which one's the best one. Uh, but you know, not everything was a banger, but so I wanted to give it probably an A minus. Okay. I think it's a fair grade. And I was actually going to give it a a minus to a B plus. Um, and I think that that score is not based on what was shown, but on what was not shown. And so maybe <laughs> I, uh, maybe I, I, I uh, full, you know, I, I, I played myself, as they say. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that's not a Nintendo but, problem. That's a you problem. <laughs> well, no, I, but Jesse, I do think it. I, here's where I think it's a Nintendo problem, and we talked about this ahead of the show. And here's where I'm going to mention it, and this is why. There was zero Mario movie promotion or footage. You have a major motion picture hitting theaters in less than two months. Actually, it's it's only the beginning of February. It doesn't matter. How long does Star how long did Star Wars promote the new trilogy? A long time ahead of two months. They're promoting and they're gonna have a uh, they're gonna have a Super Bowl thing too. Yeah, I, I was expecting them Bowl, to have a Super Bowl what? A Super Bowl trailer or something like I, that. I mean, I don't watch this. I don't watch the Super Bowl. Well, well why, after that, there, like, there are people who do. I understand. <laughs> millions and millions but of people who do. Why not do something for the audience that brought you to that point? Because the, the audience is already going to be there to watch it. 
You yeah, got to get the other yeah. people there to watch it. That, I'm gonna exactly. I, okay, okay. Look, yeah. I'm gonna agree to disagree <laughs> with you on it. I just think it was a major misstep for them not to have a single word, image, trailer, hint, anything about Mario movie or a new Mario game. Like the fact that Nintendo does not have a brand new Mario game in the hopper waiting to ride the wave of cash that's going to be flowing out of that movie is ludicrous to me. It it, like simply, and Mario Kart eight deluxe tracks aren't it chief. They're not (laughs) like that. Like I, I, it's like I told Justin earlier, it's like if I ran Nintendo, this is the one thing because this direct was, was pretty dang good. But the one thing I would have had in the hopper was we're working on a new Mario game. Why can't they just say that? Like, hey, we're working on a new Mario game and we'll show you more around the time that the movie debuts in theaters. Do that. And guess what? You've just lit a fire, right? You've just you've just done something there unless they just don't have a Mario game in the hopper. But that's also possible. It's also possible, but really is it? It's been five years since a brand new Mario game. And I'm I, admittedly, I'm a Mario fan. That's because there's something else going on. Always be. I will always be like Mario will be the main Nintendo franchise for me, but I want to know what's going on. Kind of okay. Back to That's something it. I said last week where, you know, the reason why, you know, if there's a, a slowdown from Nintendo output in 2023, it's because, they're pre- preparing for its successor in 2020. Yeah, we've all mentioned that. We've all mentioned <laughs> yeah. that. So that's the possibility. No I, no, I think that you're exactly right. I mean, I, and that could be is like the next Mario game is going to debut with Switch 2 or whatever. But I, I just like y'all. But, uh, we said this. We said this yeah. when Sonic 2 came out in theaters. Wouldn't it be great if there was a new Sonic game to play? Because, hey, this movie's actually not bad. It's actually pretty good. And people are like, Sonic's popular again. Where are the games? They weren't there. That, like, in a, in a world like, the games you know, keep like, okay, away. here's the thing. <laughs> Ant-Man Quantumania is coming out, right, right? In like a few weeks. Next week. Right. If I go to the, if I go to the movie, and I love Ant-Man. Guess what I can do? I can go buy brand new Ant-Man comics. I can go, I can go buy a, a new Marvel comic. But what if I go to, um, to, to the Mario movie and I've never played a Mario game before and all of a sudden it's like, man, which I get, this is a pretty extreme thing. Or go to the Sonic movie and it's like, I've never played these games before. And then I really would love to play the, the, a game that's, you know, where is it? Then you got a whole slew of games to pick from if you've never played a Mario game before. But where are they? You where go are to the they? Shop. are they on shelves? Yeah, you, you go to the, the eShop. Okay. Well, if okay. you're, what, you're you, you what, go to you your buy, smartphone what, you, and get the Super Mario Land or whatever that is, the Mario no, Run. Don't, don't no no <laughs> no. But you know, no, that or, would make or you go to Mario the game games, store. Yeah. And you go buy a Nintendo console, and then there's a Super Mario Odyssey there, or Mario okay. Maker, or okay. some other Mario game that Maybe has I, his name I, on I, it. I, I am fully prepared to admit that this may just be a Marty issue. I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. I just want a new Mario game. Okay. Yes. It's been I, believe, too I want a Mario game too. I agree with that. And I, I just I, think that they're missing an obvious cash cow 
Like I think, it's it's money on the table. I think what you just said though is two different things. You Marty want a new Mario game because it's been a while, but you're also conflicted because you're saying that they should have done this, but you're actually saying they should have released a new Mario Mario game with the Mario movie because I want a new Mario game. <laughs> so it's. Or maybe it's there's just a ton time of Mario. Mario game. You get, remember what the headline was, or the one of the articles we read before too uh, on, on previous shows is that uh, one of the other movies, uh, game movies or something, saw a bump or the show Last of Us, right? Has a bump in the games. People went to buy an older game because of the show. It wasn't a new game. It was an older game. They went back. If they didn't play it, they went back to play Last of Us Part 1, Part 2, whatever. So you did the same thing. You went back and got one. They didn't make a new one. They You went back and got a, an old one you didn't play. But so, technically, they did make a new one. Because if you but think it was about before, this, this it was is the before. second time that Last of Us has been remastered. And they oh, yeah. wanted they wanted the best face of The Last of Us facing forward because they knew the show was going to kill it and they wanted people to go out and play the best version of the last of us. Well, the best version available so for the newer the consoles too. Where's the, where's the remastered Mario? You still have where's Odyssey. The, so people can go back and play Odyssey. <laughs> you can go back and play. <laughs> if they Odyssey, didn't play it before. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet, but it like, I don't, know that Mario Odyssey is the best front-facing Mario game for people who are seeing the Mario movie because it's a totally different animal. They don't know that. You know that because you played all the Mario games. If somebody's going to watch the Mario movie, there's going to be all of us who've played all the Mario movies who are going to go watch the movie regardless of whether there's a game or not. We want another game. That's us as a fan. Anybody who's going to see Mario because they hadn't played Mario games in years and go see the movie and then they're like reinvigorated to go play Mario games again, they're going to have a slew of games to be able to get their hands on on the Switch. And that is Mario Odyssey. And then if they join NSO, they'll be able to play some of the old Mario games that they probably grew up with. They have access to Mario, just not the new Mario that us people who've played all the Marios want now. Which right. I agree with you, Marty, on. We need a new Mario. It's been long enough. Where is it? And I would have thought it too that and, it would have been and out I would say the not just a, not just a new through not just a new Mario, but a brand new 2D Mario. Because right. the the last time we got a brand new 2D Mario was when? Do you know when it was? DS, probably. I believe it was launch day Wii U. Okay. It was New Super Mario Brothers. We oh, New you, Super yeah. Mario Brothers. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. So that was okay. it. You're and not, then, the, and not, then there was the Luigi package that came out later. Yeah, you're not counting Mario. I don't Maker count Mario 2, Maker as, a, as had... a brand new Mario game. Well, I mean, it's it, a, it have... is a Mario game, but it's not an official like Nintendo made point A to point B Mario game. It's not the traditional Mario point A to right. point B game. Well, yeah, they still had yeah. like a hundred levels packed in or so, didn't it? They do, but. Okay. I mean, it's such a weird Nintendo era when there's been more brand new Splatoon games than there's been Mario games. Um, there's, you know, there's more brand new Zelda games than there's been Mario games. There's, I, I don't know, guys. Uh, 
Well, I, I'm just I I, I co- agree with you, Marty. Me, I, I was I wanted wanting, the Mario game too. If if you were wanting to give me a uh, an emotion, like what is Marty? Marty is disappointed. I was disappointed we didn't see Mario. Well, between really, that and I'm sure people who wanted a Donkey Kong game too were disappointed. I want a Donkey Kong game. Yeah. I want I would just like to see Nintendo make a competent platforming game that's not Kirby. Not that Kirby's bad. It's just that, like, where are the platformers, man? Where, Where is, if you like that type of gameplay, where is it? That's what it makes me think there's something up Nintendo's sleeve. Because Maybe there is. We're not seeing what we want, so but there's something I, up their sleeve. I also believe that all that now that this Direct is out of the way, the full, the full power of Nintendo's operational battle station of... <laughs> of PR is going to turn to Mario movie and tears of the kingdom. Nothing with, uh, else matters. With the, also with the scattering of everything that was announced yes. here, it, there'll be some promotions. And that's a great segue way. to get me away from ranting. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want you guys to go down this list because Jesse did a fantastic job mm-hmm. compiling everything that happened. During sure. this direct. By the way, uh, during this direct Nintendo sent out an email uh, afterwards at over 46 games uh, or maybe it was for over 43 or 46. I can't remember. It was in the 40s were revealed during this direct. So if you think about that, it was roughly a game a minute that was revealed. I would love to know uh, here in the like a first pass, what were your top five high moments? Like, yes, I love this. Top five high moments. All right. Do you have top five already? I do. And if mine coincide with yours, I'm just going to say, oh, that was one of mine, too. And I'll just talk about the ones that I was going to say, you go ahead and go with your five. (laughs) Okay, cool. Okay, so number one, I think uh, uh, the number one high for me uh, had to be uh, the Game Boy and Game and and Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games coming to. I'm with you uh, on that for number two for me. The um, (laughs) the very fact that they're like some of the games in here are impossible uh like i just it blew my mind to see these games like this is actually on a nintendo system this is actually in in an online offering i love the fact that game boy games uh by themselves were available for just nintendo switch online uh you know folks that you didn't have to be part of the expansion pack to get that you have to do that for game boy advance games but guys did you ever think that we would be playing the original Game Boy Tetris on a modern system in 2023. I did not. I thought it was going to be tied up in legal red tape forever, right? Gargoyle's Quest is part of this. Uh, Alone in the Dark, uh, yeah. A New Nightmare, which someone uh, reminded us. I want to I want to hit this really quick. This was in um, – this is from Third Strongest Mole. He, he commented on that and said – So Alone in the Dark being on NSO might actually be a huge deal. It's the only first-party game on the lineup so far, or only non-first-party game on the lineup so far, and that's precisely the type of game that's going to fall into licensing hell. The original publisher Infogrames merged with Atari, and the rights were bought by THQ Nordic in 2018. This means there is now precedent to expect NSO Game Boy games owned by the Embracer Group, which is a huge catalog. Right. Uh, Alone in the Dark is crazy to come out of there, but I would argue with that point that um, 
Gargoyle's Quest is actually a Capcom game. So we got two non-first-party games, although I do believe it was published by Nintendo. There is a Capcom logo on that on that box. That goes with part. some of the other Capcom games well, that were on there, too. Yeah, yeah. If, you go, if you go that route, Minish, Minish Cap was Capcom developed. Yeah, that's that what is, I'm saying. The, yeah, the other games true. are also yeah, the Oracle so, Ages and um, Oracle Seasons as well. Uh, right. Yeah, and those but, are coming. Yeah, they're not out yet. Yeah, well, those, they, are yeah those are coming. Uh, also, I wanted I wanted to discuss this as we're in this pocket for just a minute because uh, also uh, here here's a few things that stuck out to me about these two releases. Number one, ga- uh, these games have filters that allow you to play Game Boy, which is like the original pea soup green color, you know, type thing. Then there's which Game is- Boy Pocket, which cleans it up. What were you going to yeah. say, Jesse? I was going to say, yeah, that, that green background looks gross on a 55-inch screen. Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right. Uh, it looks looks like baby vomit uh, or something else. Or 65. Uh, I don't remember how big my TV is. There's also, you can switch to Game Boy Color, but you can also add in a mode where every little, or like across the thing is squares, like it's yes. pixels. And that is fantastic. Such a cool little touch. Yeah, for the Game, uh, Boy, the Game Boy games, I have Game Boy Color with the pixel outlines. Me too. Me too. And I don't, I have, I tried the pixel outlines in the GBA. Not, doesn't look as good. I shut that off. No, it just, it kind of looks fuzzy. But if you think back to uh, the original, that's exactly how it looked on that old Game Boy Advance screen. Um, I wanted to talk about this game. Kura, Kura, Kururin. Uh, this was not an American release. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't realize that at the time, but yeah, that was a game that's never been in North America before. Uh, it's that, actually not bad. Have you tried it? I, I, I have not tried it. Okay, so the game is uh, you are uh, like a rotating bar that you have to move through uh, this um, this maze to save save people uh there's 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 a story to it it's weird uh but like it's a puzzle game where you like you you have to you have to use timing to fit down certain hallways to be to to squeeze in under the timer uh or you can also use parts of the stage like um there's a spring that you can cause the bar to hit and cause it to rotate in an opposite direction so that you can fit down a a a pathway uh, I, I was watching my son play it last night. It's actually not bad, but guys, we're getting Metroid Fusion. We're getting Burn, uh, Fire Emblem, the, Bla- the Blazing Blade. We're getting F-Zero, Massimum Velocity, Golden Sun. Uh, we're getting Pokemon Trading Card Game. Uh, Tim already mentioned Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages and Seasons. And honestly, the possibilities are endless. Like, I want Is to that ask one you you're Jesse, open for? Well, I was going to ask Jesse this. Do you think we're going to get Pokemon games? That's also a question Mecha Dragon had. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> before I answer that, I want to quickly go back to Curran Curran. Um, but there, it was initially released in North America as a Wii U virtual console game. I, okay. Mecha, Mecha asked about it. I just looked it up, and that was the case. For Pokemon, no. I don't think so. Why? Because the, the game itself would have to be modified to support netcode changes. They did that for three for three DS Virtual Console because each game has its own version of the emulator, so they could do it at that level. But the emulator here isn't at the 
you know, isn't at that type of level. In fact, you know, well, actually, maybe, now that I think about it, you know, like, like NES, Super Nintendo, and N64, the multiplayers are basically controllers two, three, and four in the host's console. But for Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, multiplayer would be link cable. So maybe that would work. But you limited the link cable. I was just thinking, I wasn't thinking about the online part. I was thinking about just like actually having them available. Without having trading. want to have them available, but without yeah. the trading, it, I guess with, it might gut it. With, yeah, without trading and, and, and uh, head-to-head battles, I don't think is really a point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so these are out right now. You can go download them. Uh, I'll talk more about them later on, or maybe not, since I've gushed about them so much. But it's just so good to finally have these. Uh, one of the things that I think was so cool about this is the realization that we are – uh, because Metroid 2 is one of the Game Boy uh, games that's available, we are super close to all Metroid games being available on the Nintendo Switch, which is what I said I wanted when Metroid Dread came out. Yeah. Like, I would love to be able to go back and play through all of these in some form. We'll probably never have the, the like, the DS, uh, the 3DS version of Samus Returns, but we have this. Uh, and all of and, them have rewind capabilities and all that fun stuff. And I hope we get Zero Mission. That wasn't the game they announced. Oh, well, I think on. we will. Yeah. Because Zero Mission is a better too. game than the NES original. <laughs> yes. For sure. I, I think we will. And Tim, you asked if there was one that I wanted. Uh, I think it's glaringly absent that Super Mario Land was not on here. Uh, yeah. The very first one. I mean, Six Golden Coins is a way better game. But uh, all those people, like John Blanco, I think, responded. Chris actually asked about this, Chris HL. Yeah. Uh, why is Super Mario Land 2 for Game Boy on NSO, but not the original? Or are they taking a page of the original Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis, which is still not there, by the way? Uh, John from uh, Dads After Dark blasphemed and said, because the first one stinks. And I say to you, sir, <laughs> go find a corner and put your nose in it. Right. Right. Uh, I because... A- it, that is absolutely not true. Um, th- he says unless they're going to do – he says he thinks they'll come eventually unless they're going to do one m- game a month again. Who knows? Oh, I have a two-part okay. answer for what I'd like to see added in the future. Okay. Donkey Kong? Yes. With a Super Game Boy filter. Yeah, well, I think okay. that's coming. I think uh, yeah. Ebucel asked that. Do you think that we will get SNES Super Game Boy yeah. on NSO? Because I don't and think any of these games really support I do. Super Game Boy filter or Super Game Boy. Donkey Kong definitely does. Pokemon kind of do. They give you a little borders if they if they'll give us Pokemon. Yeah. Well, I do yeah. think that we'll see that eventually because I think Donkey Kong is too big a release for the Game Boy to skip. It's kind of like Smash Brothers on the Nintendo sixty four. It's coming. Eventually, we just don't know when, right? right. Um, uh, so let me talk about. Uh, th- oh, real quick, I more. would want Drill Dozer. I would hope Drill Ooh. Dozer would come. Yeah, on that, that would be great. Uh, other highs for this: uh, Metroid Prime Remastered, uh, gigantic high there. Uh, especially after I played it, I uh, man, I can't. I'll talk more about it later. Uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Booster Course Pass getting a brand new track based on Yoshi's Island with that art style and Birdo 
as a brand new character or a returning character. Nintendo confirming today that more returning characters are coming in future DLC wave packs. That's fantastic. I am so stoked. Yes. <laughs> uh, it gives me hope that we're going to see Rob as a returning racer. Yes. And I got a question too, actually, just to go back a couple steps back to the Game Boy mm-hmm. side. There were a couple other comments. Were you going to come oh. back to those or? No, I didn't see them. Go ahead. Okay. So we got one from Russ G in the email. He says, I'm so happy these will all be available on virtual, or sorry, I'm so happy these will be available on virtual console, but given the huge popularity of items like the Mayo Mini, has Nintendo missed an opportunity by not offering a classic console for this? I know I'd pay for both. I'm not even sure what the Mayo Mini yeah, is. Do you know I didn't that know is, what it was either. I did look it up. It's basically like, uh, it, it looks like a mini Game Boy. It, Problem. Oh, I don't one know of what it plays. That there's you like can load ROMs on it. There's like yeah. 50,000 different variations of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Here's the yes. thing. I think Nintendo uh, has seen the results of other classic consoles in the in recent history, like the Sega Genesis and the TurboGrafx, like getting put on clearance. <laughs> uh, and I don't know that they're willing to, yeah, to make hardware crap, right now. So. There was a they were crap, but but here's another thing. I think the superconductor thing uh, is part of it too. That's uh, true. You know, with I mean, you've got so few parts to go around. So what are you going to use it for? Your primary system or uh, some little passion project on the side? Right. Uh, this well, is the, a great way to have these. We also have to remember classic consoles were created at the same time Switch was created because they were unsure what the switch was going to do. Right. And I also want to say this, and I don't want to be mean, but I've put my classic consoles up. I don't play them anymore because uh, most of the games I want. They look nice on the shelf. They look They do. They do look nice (laughs) on the shelf, but most of the games I want are now available on NSO. Yeah. There's there's a few that aren't, and that's a, a whole nother story. Right. And maybe they'll eventually make their way there. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll I'll get this next one to you here. Uh, Koopa Kid eighty. David said, with the release of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance on NSO, do you think Nintendo will finally come up with a standard scheduled uh, release or release schedule for games all across all the apps? Although I'm glad they're adding more value to the early subscription, the sporadic at best release of one or two games every couple of months of a random NES, SNES game I find to be a little frustrating giving the amazing catalogs of all the legacy systems. JDP Cart 18 responded and said, answer to that is yes and no. Yes, they will have a regular release schedule. No, as Nintendo will release games when they see fit to do so. Yeah, they're... It's, it's, it's so be, frustrating when they do it's, that. It, it's going to be pseudo-random. We'll, we'll we'll get a tweet at 8 o'clock on a Thursday like we always have. <laughs> right as we start to record, right? Yep. Breaking news. I, in fact, I even went and looked tonight as I sat down. I was like, hmm, I wonder if... I'm Nintendo sure there's will. some business case as to why it makes sense for them to do it that way, but I haven't figured out why can't they just say, here's our catalog... Have fun. <laughs> I think it's because they, they want to keep you coming back, and they know that if they don't space it out, guess what? We're going to get all these Game Boy games, 
And guess what we're going to do? Nintendo never does anything for Nintendo yeah. Switch Online. They don't do anything for us. Well, if they leak out one or two games a month, you know, over the next year, then at least they're doing it. something for us. They got something. You know, yeah. We, we, you know. So there you go. That's my thought. I, I don't, I think we'll get, I think it'll fall into a groove of maybe once a month or every other month we'll get something, but I think it's, you're never going to know when it's going to be. Uh, you're going to start seeing rumors like, oh, you know, Golden Eyes. You'll ne- it may come You'll out never know which month. system they're releasing a game for now. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting on Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, so. Uh, but anyway, Metroid Prime Remastered was probably my second uh, biggest thing. Uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2, uh, finally getting uh, a release date. The Hope Sticks uh, is number three. Um, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC getting a release date of March 6th. That was pretty big, too. And it's only uh, $9.99. You can pre-order it right now. Uh, and then I'll have to say probably, uh, uh, well, I said the Mario Kart 8 DLC, too, but uh, Tears of the Kingdom, that the finishing off with that and reiterating the release date, seeing the Amiibo, uh, all of that was just phenomenal. I uh, what's not phenomenal, we'll we'll loop back to here in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. What about you guys? That's a Top great five list. things. Um, Mine is number one is Metroid Prime Remastered. Um, I think everybody probably guessed that to be my number one. Uh, I'm excited about, you know, I I played it, did a, you know, first or let's play on our channel. We got a video of that and just meet. You could see me just starting the video. I was losing my mind then. So uh, it looks fantastic. We'll talk about it later, too, because of, of what we've been playing. Um, but, yeah, I was that was unexpected considering how long we've been expecting it, <laughs> you know? So, right. Uh, it's, it's been rumored for like two years. Right. I mean, oh, it's been, I think it's been done for two years. Well, we, we I want to say we were the first ones to talk about it because mm-hmm. I brought it up when there was that, that article about the person who worked at retro saying, there's no way we can do the trilogy ever again. And you guys were asking me, you know, you guys were like saying like, oh, we're sorry, Tim, you're going to you're gonna be disappointed. It's bad news. And I was like, no, I'm not because they're probably just remastering the first one. And now it's when we first talked about it before anybody else. So we beat them all. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yes. Anyways, Metroid Prime remaster is my number one. And then number two is the Game Boy Advance uh, and Game Boy uh, Game Boy color stuff on the nso uh along with um getting the date for sea of stars i guess that would be my Mm. number three um number four would be uh not for me necessarily or i shall say ghost trick is my number four because i did i missed out on that one when it was on the ds so i'm excited about that one and then number five is my excitement for everybody else who got something out of this that that they wanted like the remasters for the Batten uh, Bat Batten Kados games. Batten Kaitos. Yes. And then or the um the three pack of the Etrian Odyssey. Etrian Odyssey, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I think and then there are all kinds of other games um too. And there's a few others new new games, not remakes or anything like that that I'm excited for, like Deca Police and uh 
got the date for the rain code. Those things I'm excited for too. So don't get me wrong. I'm not just about all the old stuff. I like being able to have access to the old stuff. Uh, like John likes to say and tease everybody who, who wants this stuff, you're going to touch it once and probably never go back to it again. That might be the case, but I'm excited to have it there and have the option. So uh, especially for Metroid Prime, those are the yep. things I'm excited about. How about yep. you, Jesse? Okay, so mine aren't in any particular order, but I'll kind of touch the things that hasn't been mentioned yet that uh, I wanted to talk about. Um, Professor Layton. Yes. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, you were excited can, can about that I, one. For can sure. I tell you that today, like my wife looked at me and she was like, why did you not tell me that Nintendo announced a new Professor Layton game? And I was like, <laughs> you're in trouble. Now. I, I, I said, I literally, I didn't say this, but my thought was because I didn't think you'd care <laughs> because she's not like a huge video gamer. And she's like, I'm so excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to lose my switch <laughs> when that comes out. <laughs> the Pikmin 4 release date in July uh, announced. Um, yeah. I did want to talk a little bit more about the Etrian Odyssey. Uh, I, I think it'll be available physically and as a bundle digitally for $80 for the three games. But if, if you buy, a, you can buy the games individually in the shop at $40 each. So definitely, it's like buy two, get one free if you get the, if you get the bundle. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Was there anything else that jumped out? That baseball game that you kind of joked at yesterday, when you when you saw it, ninety nine cents. Yeah, I saw that today. What is up 99 with the ninety nine cent price tags? Price yeah. tag for that? Like what? Why is it ninety nine cents? I don't know, but it was. I was surprised to see when because when I did the notes for everyone else who hasn't seen who can't see my notes, for every game that has a price, I put it in the notes for every game. That's a pre-order available or available now. I put it in the notes for every game that's voucher eligible. I put it in the notes so we can bring it up if we wanted to. And yeah, ninety-nine cents, and I laughed at that. <laughs> Nintendo plugged a ninety-nine cent game because <laughs> they got paid to. Now that you mentioned this, Jesse, that all these details you put in here, you should probably put this this list in our Discord just for so people can. Yeah, I mean, see it. It, they would like that. I think. Yeah, it's a good idea. Okay. That, w- that way it doesn't, not just for our eyes, but the community can see it and see what kind of stuff, you know, Anything an outline else, uh, of the show. Did, was that your five, Jesse? I'm sorry, I wasn't counting. Oh, I didn't get five because, because you know, th- okay. things that I, other things I was going to mention was already mentioned, so I didn't bring it okay. up again. So but let's that's do pretty this much then. Everything. And then, oh, I am interested in Bat and Kaitos. Um, it's a... An RPG, you know, RPG, but it's like a card rattler. So, yeah. I, and I've, I've never played the originals, so that'll be new. To, those will be new to me. So, so let's do this now. What were the low points for you in in this direct? Uh, do you want me to start this time too? Go for it. Uh, I think the Splatoon Three DLC is stupid. This is the dumbest horse armor crap that I've seen in a long time for a game. Uh, we were talking about this pre-show. Wait a minute, and... wait a minute, wait a minute. What is horse armor crap? <laughs> okay, so do you do you remember do you remember uh when I think it was, was Oblivion? Oblivion okay. came out 
Uh, it was pretty the much the first, first microtransaction. The very first piece of DLC microtransaction, you could buy armor for your horse in Oblivion, and it did nothing other than put armor on your horse in the game. Wasn't it like okay. fifteen it bucks? Ju- or- oh yeah, it was just stupid. It yeah, was stupid it, 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 it was, it even was, for that time. Yeah, it was not ninety nine cents. It was like fifteen bucks. It was literally the equivalent of buying a check mark for your name in Twitter. Mm-hmm. Except in oblivion, <laughs> uh, okay. and y'all. Can, so when I say this, hear me when I say this. That's exactly what wave one of this expansion pass is. It is literally you can go to Incopolis, and it be a different lobby for your game. And during Splatfest, you can go hear the Squid Sisters sing. The items are the same. The shops are different but the the same like it's just the different shopkeepers that's literally all it is and then side orders coming out later and it's uh you know a, a side game or new new quest but this is $25 is it a side quest did they say it was a side quest well it's it's called side order right so i don't know if it's i i guess it's you know, it's like the I, I I call it a side quest, I guess, because it's kind of like the first one uh, from Splatoon Two. You know, it's a side yeah. story, right? Uh, I guess it all ties together. That for me, it wasn't all clear what was going on there either. So yeah, and, and, and here's the deal: I know that Splatoon has lore, I guess. Um, oh yeah, oh but, yeah, it does. Uh, guys, really, um, we got to... I think we need to be careful to call a spade a spade when we see it. This is not a great implementation of DLC. When I say, oh, it's stupid, well, that's me like exaggerating talking about it. But let's call a spade a spade. This is not the greatest DLC that they could have had. I mean, they there could have been some, hey, you get to go to Incopolis and you can buy some exclusive items. Or, hey, there's uh, some exclusive Amiibo tap-ins you can get, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Just having a skin that lays over the top of the of what's already in the game is not a good look. Um, I do. I think this will be a, a, a eventually be available. You know, like on the NSO expansion pass. Yes, because they've set the precedent with two. But I thought this was an extremely um, low point in the. It was like when they announced it. It was like, why am I supposed to be excited about this? Yeah. Like, um, I get it. Some people really like those characters, but it's not like you get to do anything with them. It's mm-hmm. they're just there to look at. Uh, it doesn't buff your game. It doesn't do anything. So what's the point of doling out money for it until, because it says this is spring 2023 when the Singopolis thing comes out, right? Uh, side order comes out future. <laughs> so wh- why not wait until it's that's out and you get everything or it's free on NSO, which is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was, that was pretty, a pretty I, low point. I agree with you on that one. Um, I also think that Pikmin four is not the game to start a direct with. Um, like when the, like when it showed space at the beginning, I kind of like, I was like, I was like, oh, we're getting Star Fox, you know, or something like that. And then I saw the ship across the street. I was like, ah, it's just Pikmin. Uh, and and here's the thing. I will say this. The game looks good. I'm not a Pikmin fan by any stretch of the imagination. 
Uh, but I, I'm just and, – and the reason I'm not a Pikmin fan, can I, can I pull my truth card for just a second? I sure. suck at it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't – it's too much for going on for me at once. I can't, I can't handle it. Um, so Sean Capri says, how dare you? Pikmin was the perfect game to start. No, it was not, Sean. <laughs> uh, well, hey, what can we expect from someone whose pa- national pastime is uh, sticking a spout in a tree and watching maple syrup pour out? Uh, so, you know, anyway. Um, also, uh, I thought, I'm, I'm just going through the list here. Um, the... Where was it? Maybe that's it. Maybe that was it. Oh, no. I'm going to talk about this. Um, Charging $10 more for Tears of the Kingdom simply because it's Tears of the Kingdom is a really creepy, slimy corporate move. I don't like it. I I think it's – and for them to come back today and and make a statement and say, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Not all Nintendo games going forward will be seventy dollars. There'll be there there'll be others. Was that a statement uh, or interview yes. question? That well, I don't. I, I, thought, I was just reading the headline from my Nintendo news. Uh, that uh, let's I thought see it was here. an interview. Someone asked him that question: Why is it the seventy dollars? And they said they said why. Or yeah, um, Nintendo responded to GameStop saying that the okay. new Zelda game is seventy dollars because quote. We determine the suggested retail price for any Nintendo product on a case by case basis. Can can I can I ask if anybody else's BS detector is going off? Because I don't. They've never done that before, um, and they say ask when asked if this will be the trend going forward. They said that it won't be, and this is the quote: "We determine the suggested retail price for any Nintendo product on a case by case basis." So you let know me. If that interpret- was in a way or NCL. Did it say? Um, it let's let me just check. Because okay, while you're looking, here, it just said Nintendo. This is okay. this is originally from Game Informer. Okay, so, okay. so it's probably uh, in a way. Yeah. yeah. So so, so yeah. let me say this. Let me let me interpret this for the non corporate legalese. All right. Here here's what it is. Um, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be $70 because we know you're going to pay whatever price we ask for it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yep. And yep. I just think it's kind of slimy. I think it's, I think it's kind of, it's not, it's not very consumer friendly. And to me, that doesn't feel very Nintendo. Yeah. You know, I thought this way, was, a, this is a big L. Yeah, in a way in the past has generally priced their games similarly with, market conditions you know 50 50 games up until the wii wii u started 60 dollars games which we're still in with the exception of one um next we prop don't be surprised if we see 70 games starting with a successor because oh i, I uh, think that that's I, I was prepared for that for the you know like for yeah when, yeah. when we be, got the next be, one because, because PS5 playstation and, and xbox have us prepared for that but but here's the thing if you're going to charge me $70 for a game, give me games that uh, run at $70 worth of power. <laughs> right. And well, I know, right. I, I know I've already stirred a hornet's nest there because Nintendo's games look the best. I mean, they're, they run and, and everything's, they, they run great. That's fine. Uh, but I just, 
you know, here's here's my suggestion to every single person who wants this game is go buy a voucher and get it for the cheaper price. Because I don't I really don't think this one time ten dollar price hike just because it's Zelda uh and it's highly anticipated is is the move. Uh it's I just right. I don't know. It feels weird to me. Yeah, Tim. All right. So it's where I disagree again. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. So $70 is, um, yes. Was it a shock to see that this game in towards the end of the Switch's life coming in at $70? Yes, it was a shock. It was, you know, bad timing. I agree with, but being legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom and how much content based on the amount of content we got in breath of the wild, I would have paid $70 for that game, Breath of the Wild, if it came out at $70. But it didn't. This one's coming out at $70. Not knowing everything that's in it and all I, I but based on the previous game, I think it's worth $70. And I probably would have paid $80 for it if they would have asked for $80. But I also would have liked to have known. I want to know more about it. I'm basing it on what Breath of the Wild was. I do want to know more of what what am I yeah, getting in the seventy dollars? Um, you know, two 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 minute trailers is not seventy dollars worthy, right? No, um, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is I'm not talking. I'm not basing my decision on seventy dollars on the seventy dollar pre order. I'm basing my decision on how much time I spent five years playing Breath of the Wild, right? So well, that's your fault. It is, but <laughs> it doesn't matter how how long it took me to get there. It's still I had I'm still having fun with the game. I still sure. want to go back and play it. I think it's worth seventy dollars. And like I said, if they came out and said we're going to charge eighty, then I probably still would have pre ordered it because I can always cancel it. But I still want to know what is in the game that makes you think that it should be eighty rather than the sixty that all mm-hmm. the other Nintendo games have been up to this point. Yeah. I've been half joking that we have $300 of persona now on switch, but my, you know, breath of the wild, I spent half of that. Literally it was, I put 150 hours into that game. So even if I put half that time in tears of the kingdom, I'd say $70 I'm getting my money's worth. And, and, and hear me when I say, like, I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's not worth that. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, not I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not upset about the 70. What? I'm a little surprised, yeah. But and yeah, I understand some people will have sticker shock with it. I also like I guess what I'm saying is is if that is what are we saying to people? What are we saying to game to the people who worked on the game? Oh, your game's worth $70, and your game's worth 50. You're, you you get what I'm saying? Like Justin kind of made a comment in the pre-show like you know, Nintendo's given a 10% increase uh in in pay to its employees. And they've got to they've got to fund it some way. You know, some of these teams have got to be pulling in the revenue. Why not just go ahead and make all of your first party games seventy bucks? Yeah, I, I mean, no, like and, that's well, what Xbox whole, that, has done. That whole ten percent salary thing—that's completely independent of like, any game. That my understanding is the the business in Japan right now is the businesses are pu- putting up pay raises just to try to keep their people and they don't yeah that, i mean you know, i'm not saying it's related like, to a game some, at all some companies have given a 40 percent bump my my point is that it just it comes at a weird time it's halfway through 2023 pretty much when it's happening you've already had uh pretty high profile releases 
that people are putting significant hours into like Fire Emblem. Um, it's just a, it's really weird. Yeah, because and, and I agree I with you that. Said it the best, that it's, it's bad timing. It's bad timing for sure. Because it also, when you do look at, like you just mentioned, Fire Emblem, why wasn't that $70? Why wasn't uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 $70? There's a, and especially that's a huge it, game. That's a huge game made by the same team helping you to make Zelda, uh, this Zelda right? game. So I, yes, that's that, why I feel that's a like, lot of questions. And, and this is, maybe this is the, the, the conspiracy theory side of Marty that never really comes out, but <laughs> I think it's Marty. just, I think it's just because they know that this game is going to sell. Sorry, I'm laughing because we have a business, Justin, and then we got a conspiracy Marty now. That's fine. If <laughs> anyway, you like, <laughs> going, so anyway, going back to what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. I think this is an anyway decision. They pr- traditionally have gone with the fixed pricing, but you know, in Japan, they've never had fixed pricing. The games have always been all over the place. Like they've had 7,500 mm. yen games and, and 5,500 yen games that were both $60 here. So, and, and the UK is still the same price too, right? If I remember correctly, their pricing is UK has been generally fixed. Like they take our, our price and let's change it to euros or pounds, depending on the region. But yeah, it's just, but Japan has generally been the all over the place. And Abyssal reminded, reminded me in the chat that say, look back at the Super Nintendo. There was no fixed price for Super Nintendo games. Uh, Final Fantasy VI was $80 in 1996, which adjusted for inflation is $150 today. <laughs> I mean, I, right. Yeah, and, Tears and of the Kingdom the is as... 59.99 pounds. 59.99 pounds. I will say about the, the the old school SNES games and stuff like that. Like I wasn't old enough to know how much those games cost back then. Like I, I wasn't looking at that. I was just saying, Hey, please buy me this uh, to my parents. And so, I mean, I'm sure I, I do remember games coming out. I, I do remember back in the day that virtual racing on the Sega Genesis uh, when it came out, like for the, it was either for the 32 X or for, or whatever was ninety nine ninety nine, and the people wow. were like, "What the heck?" It's because it yeah. was like three tracks, you know, like three uh, D O prices here. Yeah, I mean, and because I guess it was the technology or whatever. I guess the sticker shock for me is like, yeah, it's uh, we know what they can do with it, but what much more can they do with Breath of the Wild? It was already gorgeous. It was already expansive. It was already, you know, and and yeah, we talked a few weeks ago about, you know, that they had patented this new technology for for rendering clouds or or whatever. Like, is that worth ten dollars? Is that like yeah, I, I think I, did, the, I do they're see lacking here, the I transparency did. thing again, where they're not being transparent and it does the way that you told it, it sounds shady. Uh, just like, like oh well, yeah, we case by case basis. And it's like, yeah. Okay, and, we- and think about this. I, I will throw this out here. Uh, and I went back and, and looked at this uh, because Jesse put the download size for the digital version of tears of the kingdom in our, um, in our notes, it's 18.2 gigabytes, which is huge. When yes. you, when you think about Nintendo's compression technology that they use on, on their, a lot of their first party games, Right, that they can get these incredibly small file sizes for games. Uh, going back and looking at Breath of the Wild, it was 13.4 gigabytes. So this is literally almost five gigabytes more of a game, right? Then, so 
there's significant stuff here. I'm just like you. I'm like, what is it that's making – like, what is it about this game that makes you say this is the one? This is the one where we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see uh, person like another conspiracy theory that I have is this is that this is a test case. This is a test case to see if people will buy it and then they'll go, oh yeah, well they're all sixty nine ninety nine for Mel. Yeah, which okay, let's be honest, that's not ten dollars more. Like er, like, and if you don't buy a lot of games, you know every couple of months or every few months, $10 more for a game is not a big deal. Right. Or, or, but in a, in an economy where people are already strapped in certain ways, mm-hmm. it just, I don't know that it was the right time to make the move. Uh, right. Am I going to, am I canceling my, my, my tears of the kingdom pre-order? No. Am I am I gonna go pick it or boycott it? No. Am I gonna no? Well, I'm not just doing like you said, that. be smart. If you're gonna get a digital copy of it, then you might as well buy the vouchers and you got the best. Half of the it best way, to- the best savings on this game right now is a voucher, uh, yep. because it will allow you to use it as if it is a fifty nine ninety nine game. Yep. Uh, so it will take the ten dollars off, and I will personally attest that I bought two vouchers earlier today, or you know the voucher package. And uh, used it on Advance Wars and this, and was it saved me thirty four dollars yep. off sticker price. So the vouchers, and if you don't have those games and you're sincerely thinking about getting those games, totally worth it. Um, right. And you right. can use them right now uh, and and pre order it. And it's day one locked in. It'll download it the week before, and then day of it'll check, and boom, there you go. But yeah. if you're a physical collector. Um, and I, I even checked, you know, this collector's edition for this is $129.99. Uh, that is a $30 increase from the collector's edition of Breath of the Wild. And you get less. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that I out there. More for less. I, met, I mentioned this in pre-show, but I don't think Tim was, there. He was on yet. So he doesn't know. I went to try to redeem my final voucher on the Japanese eShop for Tears of the Kingdom. And I said I couldn't do it because the game comes out in May and my 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 voucher expires in April. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So oh. I was thinking about yep. I think there's enough here that I was thinking about buying two sets of vouchers anyway. So I might buy us yeah. one set in Japan and one set in North America. I just have to find something that releases before April or is already out to spend that last voucher on. So oh, I might man. end up going with Kirby, even though it's a game I wasn't interested in. But just so <laughs> it's it, actually it pretty good. You should check the demo out before you, it, and I'll talk about I, it a little bit. I later. just rather get something versus nothing. Right. Nothing. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, what? I, I'm sorry, guys. What? Are, what were your low points? Any Any other things that you thought were were low points huh? of this direct? Mine was Fantasy Life I. I know some people love the game and great for them, but I tried the original Fantasy Life and I didn't care for it. I, I, my, I agree with the low points and with Marty was saying too. So I, I'm on the same. Inferno says the fashion game. Oh, the (laughs) fashion. That's game of the year right there. What are you talking about? 2023 game of the year. Fashion dream. Fun fact, when I was adding the new games to the release calendar, I didn't add that one. <laughs> that's that's okay. Why? It's, it's, 
That's game of the year. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's going to be up for the game awards. At the end if of the I year. had it's a be seven-year-old with... daughter, maybe, but uh, I'm way past that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think my seven-year-old daughter, uh, even though she's older now, uh, when she was seven, I don't think she would have liked that game. That's when we were watching it. I'm like, the like the Nintendo version did the fashion stuff right and the 3ds yeah, they had their it, fashion ones it, they were like, they looked a lot more fun than this one like, does like st- thinking of style saving games right? yes yeah. yeah and there's there's usually been one of those a year or every, every other year then that are featured in directs as well but this one yeah, just, yeah i agree didn't quite look it was like you just run around you say hi to people and you're like hey i like your outfit and then you collect <laughs> that outfit and then you can do selfies and stuff so of what the outfit you're wearing or is, or so you know. it's literally Instagram, the game. Maybe. And it's maybe that'll appeal to somebody. Maybe somebody who's watching can tell us why that appeals. Yeah, and maybe, that, it, maybe it is, is because we you, don't have daughters that will like that or kids that why. will like that at that time. Here, here, going back real quick to about, Values of games. The chat was talking about the, like the cost of Neo Geo cartridges and whatnot. Someone mentioned that in television games before the crash was like forty bucks, and then someone asked, "How much do Amico games cost?" And my answer was worthless. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Um, but last thing well, though, too, I wanted to mention. Uh, it's not a down point, but one thing that uh, I do want to mention is that. How awesome was it if you didn't notice? How awesome was it if you did? The the Nintendo Direct eShop feature banner for uh, that was on the eShop when you went into your console and you went to the eShop. There was a banner that you could click on for the Direct, and it had all the games that were there, and then you just find them all there. I, I thought that was really cool. That. Of course, I didn't enter the North American eShop. I you know, I, I only attempted to enter the Japan Japanese. Okay. One. Which, well, yeah, I will tell you guys that um, uh, I want to go back to the 99 cent Power Pros baseball game. This is currently a topic of discussion in our Discord. Uh, is it? Where two or three people are talking about how much they love it uh, and how it's a, the three inning games uh, make it go by really fast. And this is actually, um, th- this Power Pros has actually been out before it came out on the Wii in 2008. So. Uh, this, the, we've we've seen this series before, uh, and y'all look. Most of y'all, if you haven't figured this out yet, have gold coins sitting. If you haven't bought, if you've bought uh, digital games, yes, and you could probably just use gold coins and get this for free. In that way, if you hate it, you can just there you go. Can you see the it's banner? That banner is awesome, and they've been doing more things like that. And Tim, I wanted to mention this. I didn't know if you if we talked about this or not. Um. But a subtle change that Nintendo has made to the eShop over the last few weeks. When you go in, I went in to search for games with demos, and the search results now show up in two columns instead of just a single column. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. So that it makes, makes it a little more convenient. Uh, there's actually also there's also a demo card or banner in that same featured area. Nice. There's a demo ba- banner that you can and, go and click on that. Yeah, let's mention this. Three demos dropped during at least th- three that I know of that were dropped during this direct were the Octopath Traveler 2 demo, 
uh, the Sea of Stars demo and the Kirby Return to Dreamland demo, which is fantastic. Uh, now I don't have to talk about it in what I've been playing. It's just, it's free. <laughs> you should go try it. It's Kirby. It's fantastic. Let's uh, hit a couple of questions here from the community about the overall direct or comments to RJ Kern, who's one of our Patreon producers. He said this, I'd love the dad's take on this article. A strong Nintendo direct also showed why the end is in sight for the switch. Uh, with the switches un- future uncertain, Nintendo is looking to the past. Here's a couple of quotes. In a sign of the Nintendo Switch's increasingly advanced age, many of the announcements uh, were more about looking back than looking forward, and Nintendo filled, fulfilled many long-held rumors and dreams with the first Direct of 2023. After today, there won't be many left. More than ever, the end is in sight. He said, while I agree the hardware is six years old, if Nintendo's strategy is to bolster its lineup from the past, I'm very okay with it. What do you guys say? Obviously, okay. I'm okay with it. Like I, I got Prime. <laughs> as long as I get Prime yeah. and then two well, and three. <laughs> and it kind of lines up with what we've been saying with, we think, is next year we're going to see a successor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. So, I think it's a uh, lot easier right now to make uh, remakes uh, while you work on a brand new game for a brand new console. Um, and that's why we're seeing a lot of that. Uh, but also, too, because, y'all, people have asked for remakes of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and what's funny is it's like we ask for the remake oh we want a remake of this we want a remake of this then we get it and we're like oh it's dead Nintendo's doomed <laughs> uh, you know which I mean what did I just say a minute ago I just hope they're, I have access charging $70 for Breath of the Wild Nintendo's doomed so um, I'm going to do a conspiracy Marty thing too or I don't know if this is a conspiracy okay, Marty thing but I'm I'm concerned right we lost access to the virtual console when they switched over to the Switch no Here intended. we go. Here we go. I, I, this was I, am, I am scared of losing all these wonderful things we're getting on the Switch. Because it's called Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Yes. Now, now, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Tim. Let's talk, let's talk real baseball here. Not Power Pro Baseball. Let's talk real okay. baseball. Um, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Here's why. Because I don't think Nintendo can ever make anything else than a Switch from here on out, <laughs> unless they I come really up don't. with uh, unless they I, come up with some sort of uh, Hollow Deck mobile app, mobile app type thing. The I Nintendo Hollow Deck. The future is hybrid. The future is mobile uh, and home together. Uh, we've seen that, right? I mean, uh, well, I, look what Nintendo did with the Switch. Look what kind of things we have mm-hmm. now out mm-hmm. in the market because of that. Do you yeah. think we'd have a Steam Deck? We didn't have a Steam Deck. Well, we have Apple or Arcade. Or any of those other where you thousands can play, of, Where you yeah. can connect a controller to your Apple TV and play a game that you then pick up and play on your iPad later. Mm-hmm. No. Well, we have Google Stadia, Stadia or uh, Luna or whatever. Will we have any of that? Mm-hmm. No. Because well, we have Game Pass Mobile where you like it's going to be in TVs. No, like play it Nintendo change the game. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, but that uh, there's a little bit of fear there, obviously, of if when they hopefully they go the 3DS route or the, the DS family, 3DS family of systems to where everything is still backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. And, and then you, you're still getting the next, um, 
thing to be able to, you know, play. I'm with you though, Tim. I get it. Like I put a significant amount of money into virtual console. It was very disappointing that didn't uh, come through. I would love to see that continue. Like let's have a continuous, uh, you know, you've, you've got this, here it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that they figured out what that model is, right? It's tying it to, you have to keep paying for this online thing. If you want to have access to this game, these games, that's what keeps us from buying them again and again and again and again and again, but also giving us access to them. I just hope that they continue to increase its value, you know, because if we get to the next system and we start over and it's just 20 NES games again, I will scream. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I will scream. So we, this hasn't come up yet. We're going back to GBA games. What's is, what do we do? We think Mother Three will be coming. Yes, finally. Yes. Yes. My, you know my thoughts you know are I think, because. Go ahead. Nintendo has recently promoted Mother or Earthbound on its own, like with its with stuff that you can get, and and there are I don't I know. Um, yeah, we can't. It's it keeps. Oh, is that that out, notebook? But, Yes, the Earthbound Beginnings Notebook. Okay. I don't know who it's from, but yesterday my son showed me this email, and the it said Earthbound, the uh, official Earthbound, the Chosen Four plushies available soon. Yes, so I, I saw So they're leaning that. more into this series. Yeah. I think that 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 could be seeds of Mother Three is coming, especially now that GBA is there. They can just port it over. It would be very easy to go to those guys who did that Mother Three uh, fan dub or whatever years ago fan translation that they actually got on a cart, which I also own, and just say, "Hey guys, here's a dump truck full of money. It's about a month of our earnings or whatever. <laughs> uh, here you go. Can we have that, please?" And I, yes. if that was me, I would say, "Yes, sir, please." Please, can I have some more? And then I would let them have Mother Three, and everything would be fantastic. Um, I, I, I do think that there's a very distinct possibility this can happen now. Uh, to follow up this uh, this article from IGN, Third Strongest Mold made a comment along this, and I, I think that it speaks well to this. He said, uh, "Nintendo blows everyone's minds by releasing old software, and the takeaway here is that they need new hardware." He's kind of got a point. <laughs> uh hoots from our discord also chimed in with this he said i'm interested to see all the positive reactions from this direct yes there were some decent reveals but they were largely on games or dlc we already knew about or just ports or remasters after the direct there were no new items added to my personal wish list just updates to their release dates more than ever it made me feel like Nintendo is milking us for all we're worth with Splatoon's first wave <laughs> of DLC being a big offender. Obviously, it still takes work to port older titles and to create new cosmetics. But do you guys think that Nintendo is getting a little too confident in its consumer's loyalty? Uh, I'm going to refer back to what Jesse said. I don't think it's confidence and loyalty. I think it's something's coming. Mm-hmm. It's uh, We're on the back burner here, folks. Yep. Something's coming. There's something yep. going on. We can't well, see what we want. We're not privy to until they're ready. Yep. Uh, well, speaking of that, let's talk about Nintendo Switch financial numbers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shall we? Because, uh, guys, it's pretty dang good. Uh, Nintendo's latest numbers uh, have been released. Uh, and here are uh, just some highlights as we kind of flash through this. Uh, Switch sold 11.47 million units from October 1st through December 31st. 
worldwide, which is now brings the total switch sales to 122.55 million units sold and EA still won't support it. Uh, <laughs> is now the third best selling console of all time, which has outsold the PlayStation 4 at 172 or 117.2 million and the original Game Boy at 118.69 million. I think they were just waiting to drop Game Boy games on the Switch until they outsold it. <laughs> um, systems that have sold more are now only two remain. Like I, I'm, I'm picturing that meme where uh, Nintendo Switch is death and it's going door to door killing people. Well, it's only got two doors left, folks, and here they are: Nintendo DS at 154.02 million and PlayStation Two, uh, just a little higher at 155 million units. Now you may say, "Well, yeah, I don't think it can do that." Well, the sales forecast for the physical year. Uh, is 18 million units. And guys, let me, let's be honest. Tears of the Kingdom has a pretty good uh, shot at doing that, right? Especially if they drop a new Tears of the Kingdom OLED, which well, we've seen leaked well, or yeah, rumored. The, the 18 million units is the number ending in the end of March. So we don't even know what their 2024 uh Oh, so that would be 18 million are. this year. So, okay, right. So the prediction originally for this fiscal year was 21 million units. They lowered that to 19 million, and then now it's been lowered again to 18 million. So So far, uh, in the the first nine months, they've sold almost 15 million. So they they think they'll sell 3 million in this last last quarter. Interestingly enough, 51.6% of that is OLED, which is up uh, 92.5% from last year. Uh, 35% – were the Mark II switch, which is down over half from last year, and 13.4% is light, which is down uh, about a th- uh, 37% from last year. Software forecasts have also been lowered from uh, 210 million units to 205 million units, which is not huge, but then you realize it's 5 million units. Um, but total switch software sales, wow, this is this is crazy to me. Total Switch software sales are now at 994.30 million units. We are just shy of a billion units of Nintendo Switch software sold, uh, which, y'all, I think that'll happen before Cures of the Kingdom even comes out. Don't you? Right. And that beats yeah. all of the system software. All yeah. of them. Any, yeah. any of so them. So it's the best, the best selling yeah. software of any system of all time. Yeah, we had 921 million software. DS had 948 million software. So the Switch is the best-selling soft in terms of software. Yeah, of, of all of Nintendo's systems. Yeah. Uh, top ten game sales. Really, no surprises here. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still sitting top of the mountain at 52 million units sold. Uh, which, uh, when you think about it, is um, mind-blowing. It's uh, a little under half when it comes to attachment rate for the actual console sales. 3.59 million units of that was sold in the last three months. Uh, when you combine that with the Wii U sales, Mario Kart 8 has now outsold Super Mario Brothers, which includes all platforms, virtual console sales, and is now uh, the sixth best-selling game of all time. Uh, which Mario is sitting at. And so if you don't want to do that crazy math, Mario's still there. But I I mean, it's Mario Kart 8. It's It really is. Uh, 
close, but not close enough. Animal Crossing is now uh, is still at two, uh, just under uh, 42 million units sold at 41.59. Super Smash Brothers at 30.44 million units. Uh, Breath of the Wild at 29 million units. The the one I want to talk about here that I think is super surprising, and this is highlighted here, is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was only tracked for six weeks and sold 20.61 million units, which makes it the fastest selling Nintendo published game of all time. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. y'all. When you think about the fact that 42 first-party games from Nintendo are million sellers and that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet jumped to seven in six weeks is an incredible feat for a game that, honestly, people have not been very nice to. (laughs) Right? Yep. Right? Uh, I do think it's interesting, too, that right here at at the end of our top 10, number 10, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, to break into the top 10 of sales now for Nintendo Switch, you have to sell more than 15.07 million units. So if you're if you're going to be in the top 10, you got to sell 15 million uh, plus. The thing that surprised me the most here is Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl last quarter was eighth. Mm-hmm. It is now 11th. It's got passed yep. by three different games. Yeah, and lost absolutely. his top ten status. And really, your your other top ten are the usual offenders here: Sword and Shield, which uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is going to beat handily. Uh, mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Party, Ring Fit Adventure uh, are there. Uh, down at the, I mean, we'll put po- we'll post this list in our Discord as well for those of you who guys are wanting to see this. But even like the uh, like I said, forty two first party games. Number 42 is Bayonetta 3, and it sold a million before the end of the year. Uh, so, guys, no wonder Nintendo Switch has sold um, tons and tons. And this is before the end of their financial year. So we're going to see more numbers. Uh, they're going to be even better. I think that by the time uh, we get to at least E3 time, which Nintendo is not doing E3 anyway, so it's not really a big deal. But by the by, the end of summer, Nintendo Switch will either have, be very close to or have beaten uh, the Game Boy, I think, because of Tears of the Kingdom. You don't think so? What do you mean by that? Because it, I mean, it's twenty five million, but I think they can do it. Maybe I didn't understand what you what you said because the Switch is already they're sitting at one hundred and twenty. They're sitting at one hundred twenty two million. Yeah. Game Boy is at 154 million or DS. I'm sorry. Uh, DS. I think they'll be approaching that. No, I understand. Maybe not passing it by the end of the year. Well, summer's summer's probably a little too soon, but by the end of the year, I think they'll be approaching number two console of all time. It'll be close. My question, my question to you is this is at this point, do we think that it's going to dethrone PlayStation two? Yes. I think it depends on you know when that successor comes out. If it's you know early mm. twenty four, maybe not. If it's later twenty four, maybe. If it's twenty five, probably. We don't here's know. Here's what yet. I hope. We, here's what I hope we don't see with whatever successor does come down the pike. Is I hope that we will see Nintendo not hang on to Switch as long as they hung on to 3ds or the Wii. 
Yeah, it was – I mean, there at the end, it was like, guys, there's no games coming out for this. What are you doing? Um, you know, let it go. Uh, you know, just take it to the cave like old Yeller and uh, let her – just lay it down. <laughs> but anyway, I, I thought it was just cool to, to look through those phenomenal sales numbers. Uh, I think it is interesting to note, though, that the last two weeks, PlayStation 5 has sold, has outsold Switch um just you know globally i think i think we're those numbers or at least here in the united states so playstation 5 is catching up with steam uh i think Mm -hmm. they're more available now so that's helping uh the last of us uh is also helping uh so uh but um pokemon scarlet violet are, are still selling ridiculous they're still like number one selling hardware uh you know what i think would help sell 25 million switches you bring out the colors like you had on the game boys and on the n64s Mm. talking about the crystal joy cons you you bring out those colors for uh the whole switch not just joy cons atomic purple yes Atomic purple switch, uh, spice orange switch. Uh, do, yeah. do the array of colors and or those would or sell. Tim, do uh, a system homage to like a series. Like we'll do the NES, the that SNES, then into the 64, the GameCube. Yeah. yeah uh, like John Blanco is a SNES model. Have to get a new job if he does. We <laughs> have to get a second job if we do that. Right. Uh, let's talk real quick um, here too. I think this kind of fits in with with this financial thing because you know you look throughout the rest of the year, uh, we've got some some games upcoming that are first party games that are going to drive some sales as well. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe is out on the twenty fourth of this month, uh, just in a couple weeks. Bayonetta Origins: Cereza and the Lost Demon uh, is March seventeenth. Tears of the Kingdom May twelfth. Uh, Pikmin 4 uh, is in July, right? Yeah, it's July. Um, and I've I missed this one too. Advance Wars uh, 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, I think, is April 12th or 21st. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Scroll back up here. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have, didn't have the dates down here because at the time that these were before right. the direct and Metroid prime four is still out there, uh, supposedly coming to switch. So, uh, it's no shortage of, of game releases coming and that's not counting third parties as well. Uh, a couple other little news items here, new super Mario Mo- brothers, uh, movie posters have been released this week featuring the cast and Luigi. The Luigi one is super cool if you haven't seen it. Is that uh, implying that being, Luigi is not in the cast? Uh, well, I don't know <laughs> why. Um, the uh, the Luigi one is him uh, being kidnapped by Shy Guys and Sniffits, which I think are the first look that we've seen of uh, Shy Guys and Sniffits in the movie. Uh, so those are out there. Uh, if you are a super fan like me uh, of this, it's time to start asking your local movie theaters if they're going to have any posters laying around afterwards. Um, Our local little one screen movie theater is opening the super Mario brothers movie the day it releases. And I, you can bet uh, I'm asking for posters. Uh, We'll see what I get. Uh, Also this week, a judge dismissed the joy con drift lawsuit 
claiming that uh, it was not a valid lawsuit due to the fact that users agreed to Nintendo's end user license agreement uh, when they started using the Switch. So no mm-hmm. money for you. Um, and let's see here. Knockout yeah, City. Those, those Yulas are no joke. Uh, Knockout City is closing up. It's another free-to-play game. Uh, that we, I think that is just kind of like a sign. The bubbles beginning to burst there. It's the new. It's the new rock band. It's the new Skylanders, uh, which is fine because uh, my my take on this is is I think it's really starting to die because I deleted Fortnite off my Switch. Yep. I'm yeah, we were playing. Wow. Yeah, we talked I've, about this briefly because of all of these things. Uh, yeah. Rumbleverse, like you noted here, Knockout City, um, and others are having a hard time competing mm-hmm. with Fortnite. And then you even deleted Fortnite. I think. Uh, well, I just think like I was getting to where it was causing me to not enjoy playing video games because I was constantly thinking about, oh, I got to get this level. You know, I can't right. enjoy this game because it was I a chore. It up. became a chore for it. It became a chore. And that's why I deleted it. And I feel, I feel very free. Um, uh, also announced this week, uh, some new game releases, uh, here, Jackbox party pack 10 will be coming out in fall 2023. As if anyone, uh, is surprised also February 20th through the 26th of this month, a brand new game trial will happen. It will be Katamari Damacy reroll. Uh, so you can check that out. And, uh, I thought this was cool. Pixel lines Two into the puzzle verse is coming out. February 22nd, and uh, that's going to be $14.99. It's also going to have $2 puzzle packs as DLC uh, coming out uh, along with that. So that's our game news and stuff this week. Let's pause right here for just a minute from an ad from our sponsor, Manscaped. All right. So you guys have heard us read the breaking news about uh, Manscaped doing their beard products now. Uh, They've sent us some kits uh marty have you had a chance to test any of that stuff out yet uh, is it not obvious <laughs> uh i got my beard trimmer and the pro kit which was amazing by the way yes uh and i went to uh use it to trim myself up there's 10 settings on that beard trimmer they start at 0.5 and they go up to 10 uh, not realizing it, I set mine to three. I don't know why. I said, oh, this I is three inches. Tw- I thought it went to 20. <laughs> uh, maybe it's it 20 that's... settings, but it goes to 10 with half marks, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. That's half it. Marks. That's it. So that's here, it. It's got the half I got mine so I set mine to nice three. Case, by the way. I set mine to three, and in my mind, that equaled three inches, and uh, guess what? It didn't. No. So. Yeah. So three we're, is what I use to trim my mustache. I'm currently uh, on the uh, in the uh, regrowing facial hair phase, uh, which is nice. <laughs> so it did. It it's did nice. Too good. It of did a job. its job. It did a great job. It didn't snag. It didn't pull. Uh, it felt it was a buttery smooth trim, uh, and it was so life changing that when I went into the other room and saw my nephew, he screamed and cried because he didn't know who I was. <laughs> So So life-changing. Yeah, it was. uh, Look, and that is not a uh, throw with Manscaped under the bus. I'm just saying the product works. It's fantastic. It's super quality. It's a nice. I am am applying the balms and lotion, the creams and lotions. I'm (laughs) I'm applying all of those uh, in hopes that it makes the hair grow back faster. And they smell good. 
Yep. Here's which the beard is shampoo. A, a very nice look. I, I can I be honest with you. Beard conditioner. I've had I've had facial hair since uh my um since around like halfway through college, which is a long time ago, like 2001 ish. And I've not found like beard care products that are as good a quality as what Manscaped has, has created. So Fantastic. I give it a resounding two thumbs up. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, that is what I like to hear. I'm, I just charged mine up. I just got these in the mail because uh, I didn't I didn't get the pro kit like you guys and apparently Justin got, you know, with his full facial mm-hmm. hair thing. Going Don't on. set it on three, Tim. So but yeah, I've got I got it all charged up. I got I did order the shampoo and the conditioner. So I'm looking forward it's to trying those lotions things out. And all the, the, the creams all the and lotions. Things. Yes. So I am looking forward to trying that stuff out and being very careful not to select three because this will then all yeah, be all gone. Apparently, you got to start at least. A, <laughs> you need to start on ten. I'm starting at ten because uh, I need to. Then, I need to learn what those numbers mean for my beard. Yeah, if you uh, if you start at three, you're going to end up like me and be, and look like a potato working a robot body with <laughs> controls, uh, just sitting up there on the on you know big potato on a set of shoulders. So. Um, if anybody out there is interested in trying out this stuff themselves or getting any of the products that Manscaped has, again, remember we have our code NINDADS where you can get 20% off and free shipping and try out some of these products yourselves. Uh, they have smaller bottles of some of this stuff too, so you don't have to get a full-size bottle. Uh, we all love their shampoos and body washes because I have those here too because I just got mm-hmm. those too, but uh uh, my son uses them too. So it's, it's, I'm on the monthly plan to get, you know, the shampoo and body wash co- consistently at home. Me too. And so saves you some money. Yes. I'm probably and the gonna code do that works the with that too. I'm probably going to do it in the future, but I still have like, I have a set of large bottles in my shower still. My son has a set of large sh- bottles in his shower. Yes. And I think I still have an extra bottle somewhere lying around. So I got a lot of, bottles lying around i don't need to yep. buy more yet <laughs> yeah i got quite a few <laughs> myself and and you're right marty the 20 percent off works uh our code works for the uh monthly subscription or the hygiene plan that they have so mm-hmm. um again they have all kinds of products and including this new bear uh, beard stuff such as the uh the hedger that i just was showing off but the the actual trimmer uh they also have the beard shampoo, shampoo and conditioner. They have beard oil. They have beard balm. Lots of things that work for your um, for your beard. So I'm learning to see which ones work best for mine. Right now, I got the shampoo and the conditioner because it will help at least that part. And then I'm looking forward to trying out the the potentially the oil and the balm. The balm is supposed to help kind of shape your your beard, especially if it gets longer. So something to keep in mind if you're doing that. And plus, if you get the Pro Beard Kit, you get three free gifts, which is a comb, a brush, and scissors. So you can do uh, basically the brushes to help keep the hair, the, the beard combed down and helps for trimming. Uh, and then the comb helps for uh also 
trimming with the scissors to help guide. Yeah, and let me tell you, that comb is a wooden comb. Yeah, yeah it works especially nice, for wooden uh, comb. Yeah, it's yeah, very, it's, it helps very with thicker uh, good quality. Too. The uh, the brush is like a nice little handheld brush, so you can kind of go over things. Yes, smooth it down. It every bit of it, a plus, chef's kiss. So again, use Nindads, N I N D A D S, to get twenty percent off and free shipping from Manscaped. And that is it, Jesse. All right, so we have our events coming up, which is we just had our breakfast table, which happens every second Wednesday of the month. Marty, you were able to come in for a little bit, and we had a couple others yep. who were able to come in, uh, especially from the UK side, because they uh, obviously when we do the dinner table, it's later at night. It's their lunchtime. So it's there, you know, just after lunch. It was two o'clock for uh, the UK who uh, stopped by and hung out with us. Um, and then, so we also have our dinner table, speaking of which every third Friday of the month, which is coming up next Friday, February 17th at 10 PM Eastern time. Uh, again, both those times we, we are like the breakfast table. We were talking about how excited we were, were about the upcoming direct and the dinner table. We're going to be probably talking about how excited we are about the direct and what we've been playing and most of the time we end off talking about Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and all kinds of stuff. So we bring up all kinds of topics during the dinner table and the breakfast table. And uh, it's I my wife says it's she says it's probably good therapy for everybody. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a good place for, to come in and uh, chit chat with everybody. And uh, it's not recorded because because of those things, in case you want to share something personal with everybody on on there we felt like it was better not to record it for those purposes so um but i can always turn on the record button and always do a a clip if everybody wants me to so (laughs) just to to tease a a dinner table to get more people involved but we have a lot of fun there we also have lots of story about lots of stories about mecha dragon and his escapades out there (laughs) of going to all the different uh conferences he goes to so come join in on either second Wednesday of every month or the third Friday of every month for one of those tables. And in order to do that, you have to be a Patreon or a Twitch subscriber and join on our discord calls on either of those days and times to join in on the fun. And that's it for events. Let's move on to what we've been playing. Marty, you owe us games, man. You weren't on last week. So what's up? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've just been playing The Last of Us, man. Um, it's really about all I've been able to get any game time in for. Uh, just been extremely busy. Uh, February has turned into a month where like literally every weekend I'm somewhere. So uh, that's cut down on game time. Uh, my daughter is in a ballet production of Snow White and it's next month. So it's we're inching closer to that and having to take her for things. And so uh, no excuses, but just playing through The Last of Us, man, Um, playing what I can every night until I either get a frustrated because I can't make it past the place or I'm scared and I feel like I'm going to wet myself. 
uh, just being honest. I yeah. So the Last yes, of Us Part One is uh, it's good. It's good. I avoided it for as long as I could. Um, I, I don't mean I tried to avoid it. It's just that like fungus, the idea of fungus zombies scares the poo poo out of me. And so I um, like, like, I feel like it's like one of those things that could really happen. So mm-hmm. um, especially in a Mario game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm a, I guess technically it's a, it is a mature rated Mario game if you really want to think about it that way. Yeah. Uh, and so um, uh, now, now I want to play, but I can't cause I'm on uh, the other wrinkle to that is that I can, we, I can only play it when my wife is present because she was the reason we started watching the show. And then I said, I want to play the game. Do you want to watch and like help me? And she said, sure. So I only play it when she's around. So she's invested in the story. She is invested. So, and we're going to finish it up and play two immediately. Um, Even though I already know when it kind of happens, but uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, the other thing that I'm playing that I also have to wait on my wife to play because she, uh, she is a Harry Potter super fan. Uh, She used to read, she used to read the books through once every year, Um, but I'm playing Hogwarts legacy. Uh, I got it early because we bought the digital deluxe edition because why not? Uh, Switching had some in-game items and stuff um, that was different. Um, but y'all it's, is it's the truth. It's legit. Uh, it's a, such a fun game. If you love that universe or you love any of those characters, I really think you owe it to yourself to play the game. And I know there's controversy around it, but I just play, play games, man. Just play games. Um, that's fun. It's fun. The combat is satisfying. The characterization is spot on. You can, you get to create your own Harry Potter character, like, name looks robes hair all that so you're in the universe uh i mean it's not like a robust like when i think of like it's not uh i'm gonna put it on a scale on a scale between pokemon character creator or uh fallout 4 character creator it's kind of in the middle Okay. okay, like you're not right. like you're not editing like your character's magical cheekbones or anything like that, you know. Uh, <laughs> but you're also not just naming them and saying boy or girl and getting five different designs. You can you can make it kind of look. Uh, unfortunately, it's very uh, there's no fat people, uh, so I could not make myself. Um, I made something that looks like myself if I had never discovered Twinkies and Coke. Uh, so. <laughs> All right. Fair um, enough. Yeah. It's, but it's super fun. I'm about an hour into it. So I don't like, I just did like the first classes. I love the fact that like part of the quest is like you going to classes and learning things. And like, so it's a very immersive in the world. Uh, and I just made it to Hogsmeade for the first time, which is like one of the very first quests. And I stopped last night because we were getting sleepy and, but she, my wife's invested in that. And I just love it when she sits and plays video games with me. So I'm not going to waste that. Of course. But that's a very serendipitous moment. Uh, but I also spent an hour in Metroid Prime Remastered last night, which completely changed my opinion of this game. I hate Metroid Prime, but I love <laughs> Metroid Prime Remastered. Oh, the other question gosh. is, do you think you would change it's my mind? so good um here's the deal i don't know jesse here and here's why this is what changed my mind is 
maybe it's time since I've played it because I've played and beat the original Metroid Prime. Um, so maybe it's time, but it just feels so fluid. The, the, there's a, the, the, the default control scheme now is twin stick. So mm-hmm. left to move, right to look around, and it just feels right. It feels natural. You don't have to tweak it like you do GoldenEye to make it playable. Uh, but if you're out there and you're listening, you're like, whoa, I don't like that. There's four, three other control styles that you can use. There's the original, which you can use a Joy-Con like a Wii Pointer. Uh, there's a hybrid, which I believe is gyro aiming. And then there's classic. Uh, so it's... Which is GameCube. Yeah. Um, this is way more than just a remake. Okay. Yeah, like there's love put into this. Yep. Uh, and I'm having a blast. It's super good. Real conversation, Marty, is when you finish this game, and hopefully you do. Oh, um, I will. I, I, I uh, played through the first one. I want to play through right, the no, no. Uh, if What I'm saying is, is when you finish this one, because it's so, so much better than the original for you, is going back to the conversation of Metroid Prime Remastered, is it the better Metroid experience or is the 2D Metroid the better 2D experience? 2D will always be better, but I'm, I'm <laughs> but, but 2D, will, let, let me say this, and, and here, here's my official opinion on it, this, is my last word, is that 2D to me will always be better, but this has made 3D where I want to play it. Okay. Okay, like, whereas before I was not excited at all about Metroid Prime 4, now I'm stoked. Like if it's anything like this at all, right, right. Then and and I am I know that I need the remasters of two and three. Like it needs to come. Yes, they need to just go ahead and put it on the calendar, put it out there <laughs> later this year. It's coming just out. Crank them on out here and yep. here. Yeah, I'll pay. I'll pay forty dollars for them. All fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two more games. Uh, actually, I've already talked about Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. Uh, Kirby Return to Dreamland demo is out right now, and you need to go play it. It's great. It's fantastic. So much fun. And it looks incredible. If you have an OLED, play it handheld. That's all I'm going to say. Play it handheld. Like, play it on your screen, too, but just try it on OLED. Try, you know, it just looks really good. So that's what I've been playing. And apparently the uh, GameCube controller, if you have that adapter to connect it to the Switch, uh works for metroid prime remastered and the controls are that's awesome identical i think that's That's awesome out of video testing that out yep go ahead jesse okay so i did give goldeneye 007 a try i used the n64 controller using the default control scheme and yeah i hated it and i could i could not control a thing worth a damn um i'm might give the Xbox version a try since it's got modern controls to see if that helps at all. Wait, which control you use the N64 controller, you said? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay. Don't do that yet. Let, let, let me sh- let me shoot you an image that will tell okay. you how to make it modern controls on the but Switch. I, I don't want to do all that mess. I've seen that image. <laughs> well, just try it. I mean, you can switch your controller profile when you're done. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to do that either, Jesse. I agree with you. I I I'll put it this way. I don't think we should have to do that. There should be a setting to automatically do that for us. Yeah. Or uh you know, because I'm detect, lazy. But you know, you know, <laughs> or, 
detect the controller. controller. Yeah, there you go. Use this setting. Just yeah. yeah. But so I did. I played the first level. The dam did the bungee jump thing off the top. Mm-hmm. Got the win. Don't know. I I don't know if there was any hidden objectives that I missed because I was playing on the easy mode, so they don't show the extra objectives. But I played a level of a first person shooter and hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my that's what I didn't like either when I first tried it with the N sixty four controller. It was not a good experience, but I love it now that I can play it in handheld with modern controls. Yes, with doing a little work. But it, it was worth it, I think. So, okay. all right. So, I, I I definitely won't go back to it on the Switch version again. I might I might try the Xbox version to see if that plays better. But it, you know, that's a little priority for me. <laughs> it will. <laughs> okay. I um, yesterday and this afternoon I played a little bit of the the Legend of Zelda the Minish Cap. Now that's on NSO with plus expansion pass or expansion pack. Um. Yeah, so I didn't get far yet. I just got to the point where I got into the Minish Village, and they told me, "Oh, go to these four locations and do the thing." <laughs> you know, as Zelda games do. Right. So I'm liking it so far, and and I don't see. Yeah. Um, Persona Five Royal. So this, this is the next. Next three games is like five hours of exposition here. So Persona Five Royal, I beat I beat the final boss, got the royal ending, and between you know, after I beat after I beat it, there was a little bit of a cutscene and it says, Do you want to save your game now? I said yes. After that, an hour and a half cutscene plays before I get the final if you save this now, you will not be able to go back into your game. Saving it here will let you Start a new game plus. So I said, you, okay, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. An hour and a half long cutscene. Yeah. At, at the it was end a movie. Of wow. You got to watch the Persona 5, Persona 5 movie. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> was a five okay, royale okay. movie. It, it wasn't all a, a hands off cutscene. About, about a half an hour of it was me running around. I had to talk, find all my friends that I got max confidants to and they all give me an item and those items transfer over into a new game plus you know that's that's a persona staple but yeah most yeah most of that hour and a half was watching a cutscene the screen dims from inactivity i had to touch touch my joystick to bump it to to brighten it again wow a a few times wow okay so i i can say yes i finished royal it, you know, I was really, I was actually, like, I, I did the boss one night, just got handed to me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try one more time. If I fail it again, I'm going to, I'm going to bump it down to easy because I was playing in the normal mode. Mm-hmm. I, I did, I was able to beat, to beat it in, in that normal mode. And that fight itself was almost an hour as well. It was not a short fight. So, <laughs> so my total play time for Persona 5 Royal is 125 hours. And if I, if I relaunch that save state, it'll start a new game plus. Where I think all my gold, all my items, or again, and all my items, all my confidants are reset, but my the guts, the knowledge, 
the courage, things like that. Those are those will still be maxed. And like the key items I got from a maxing those confidants, I get to keep just because they're worth. They, they they don't do anything in the game. They just are key items to show that I did the thing. And the compendium of of personas that I had built up that persists. So if I have enough money, I can say buy Izanagi no Okami and just wreck house. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, so that I, that was a fun play. Yeah, it took me almost five weeks total to play to beat that. Doing about twenty to twenty-five hours a week. Okay. That's a full-time job. That's a part-time job. That's about. <laughs> okay, then I I played like tutorial section or the very opening bit of Persona Three Portable and Persona Four Golden. I did them in live streams back to back, back to back nights. So. Uh, Persona 3, I played about an hour 45. So, again, most of it was story with the, the back 20 minutes or so being I explored the first level of Tartarus or that game's dungeon. So, yeah, and then Persona 4 Golden is almost is even worse. There wasn't any exploring. I You know, part of the tutorial is to fight, basically go up again and beat a boss to s- save Yusuke. And... He, have him awaken to his persona. So, so at this point, you, you have a team of two in your party. That was like two hours, fifteen minutes. Wow! So, so again, <laughs> yeah. Persona games start slow, so if you mm-hmm. have never played one, be prepared for that. But once it does get going, it gets going. It goes. It it gets good. But yeah, you're you, get the popcorn. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I got to watch uh, you play this, this uh, start of Persona Three Portable. Yeah, um, so that was fun to see that, and and your and your also reaction see, to the evokers. Yeah, that, that was like, oh, I heard about that, but like, okay, <laughs> very yeah, interesting. I, I I wonder if Atlas got some uh, negative comments towards that, and that's why with f- four they summon the persona with just by crushing a tarot card instead of pretending to shoot themselves in the head. Right. <laughs> yes. Which is crazy. So, but yeah, those, those are games that I look at and it's like, Oh, I want to try those, but I, I know I probably won't finish them. So I don't, <laughs> so yeah. I don't play I did, them. I did put a little bit more time into persona three. Um, since doing the stream, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm still early, early on. I I'm still in April. Uh, I, you know, that one you get a boss every full moon. So right. I think I'm like two weeks, still two weeks away from the next full moon. And I haven't touched Persona Four since the the my stream, but <laughs> my son, you know, get I, I ended you know at the Gusuke fight. And he was about at the same place from playing it earlier in the day. Uh, and then yesterday and today, he's put uh, 25 hours in or so. But, he, you know, he's skipped all the cutscenes, 
and kind of doing everything as, as fast as he can, he's already in like the second to last dungeon. He's like in October in the game already. Wow. And like, are people normally at 50 or 60 hours at this point? And he <laughs> got there in 20. Well, he's skipping all the cutscenes. That helps, I'm sure. Especially yeah. if their cutscenes are like an hour long. <laughs> yeah. I know not yeah. that long, but and, you know. You know and he, just like he, he's played Persona 4 multiple times before, so he knows the story. Um, he's watched the anime before, so again. Yeah. yeah both he's 3, seen it 4, and 5 have animes. Persona 3 is actually in uh, three movies. They okay. weren't. They weren't in uh, TV shows. Persona Four had uh, has a twenty four episode season that covers the main game, Vanilla, and then like a, se- a twelve episode season two that is that covers the golden content and pretty much okay. fast forwards through the, the 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 stuff that was in common. So it's really focusing on the new stuff. So it, mm. it kind of works as a new game plus. And if you watch like the first episode. Of of season one and the first episode of Golden, they they the the scene where you get introduced to your class with your teacher Moro Oka play out completely different. It's hilarious. Mm. And then Persona Five has a twenty four episode se- season that gets you up to October in the game, and then there are three OVAs after that that finishes the story. That's cool. After playing those, playing the games, I'm wanting to watch all those animes again. I just don't have the time for that. <laughs> right. But I, yeah. I do have, I have access to them all. I just need I think, to have time to sit down and watch them. I think also too, because of, I had Persona 4 Golden on my PS Vita and didn't finish it there is the reason why I'm afraid to go and try it again. Cause I don't think I'll finish them, especially with all the other games I'm playing. So I'm still trying to f- finish Engage, and that's hard now with you know <laughs> Metroid Prime and Remastered out now and all that kind of stuff, uh, and all these other games I'm about to talk about, such as The Pathless. I'm very interested in. I got to play that. I did a first look of that, which is on our channel. Uh, it is an open world um, game where you are you you are a archer and a falconer, essentially. And you're helping uh, this land rid itself of its darkness, uh, which it is, I think, was very heavily influenced by Breath of the Wild. So, but I think all of the um, main parts of Breath of of the Wild, because there's, I haven't seen any side quests in this game. So it's very straightforward. It's only about 12 hour, I think, on average game to beat if I remember correctly from how long to beat. So it could be beaten in a weekend. Yeah. Uh, you It has some great mechanics with using the archery, uh, being able to run and slide and shoot, uh, as well as using the falcon. I haven't gotten much experience with the falcon yet. I just got it when I was doing the first look. But it's a game I want to go back to because, like I said, it's got a lot of the good elements like like the breath of the wild where you had to go get all the divine beasts to help you beat um, Ganon at the end. Um, It's kind of the same with this game. You have to go uh, unlock these uh, gods on this Island that the God slayer beat beat uh, or put in darkness 
you got to go help release them from the darkness. And uh, there's about four or five of them. Then once you release them, then you go after the uh, God Slayer. So again, I'm very interested in playing that some more. Again, that was the Pathless uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, next, more Fire Emblem Engage. I got to do a couple of the paralogs. Uh, I didn't touch the Divine Paralog yet, which is, I think, part of the uh, uh, pass, the expansion pass or whatever they're calling it. Because um, I, I was going to actually do a stream of that um, because Nintendo provided us the code for that. So that's why I want to make sure I give it its due. So I'll be playing, I'll probably do a stream of the Fire Emblem Gage uh, Divine Prologue, the first part of that, just to kind of give everybody an idea what that's about. Uh, I also played the Sea of Stars demo, which after playing just the first few minutes of it, I was already sold on it. I kind of already sold on it just from the video trailers we've been watching and seeing. Right. But yes, getting the demo, playing that I'm already sold. I like how it uh, plays, like how it looks. uh, And it's if you have if you have the time, go play the demo. It's there. Go check it out. It dro- it does drop you into the middle of the game. Um, so you're not it's not gonna be something you can carry over to the new the actual game when it comes out. Maybe you'll get something from it. I don't know. They didn't say anything about that, but it's not a carryover save. It's just yeah, go I, check it out. That's something I still want to do. I've probably will do this weekend. Yes. And I think it'll be a long enough break between this you playing the demo and when the game actually comes out in August, if I remember correctly um that it won't it won't matter although you may it will matter because if you really like the game and you want to play it now you won't be able to until august (laughs) so and then finally of course i played metro prime remastered which i also did a let's play video which is out there where you can see me being very excited about the me starting to play that uh because it is a let's play but it's also my first look of it on the switch so even though I, like Marty, I beat it when it was out uh, before um, on, I beat it on the GameCube um, and uh, played it again when it came out on the trilogy, all the different variations of it, I suppose. So um, love that game. So happy it's out there. Metroid Prime Remastered uh, is a, like Marty said, it is a, chef's kiss i mean they did such they gave such so much love and attention to this game to make it on par with games out there today that it it deserves and even if you go back to the gamecube or even the wii u trilogy uh, or the wii trilogy version the game looked great at that time even when you go look at the side by sides they the of course when they when you compare the side by sides it does look worse (laughs) <laughs> at that time but at the time it was uh um it was something that was um something that was great looking so and uh, in this game again i think they did a really good job all the teams whoever retro and whoever else they hired to do it did a great job in remastering it the graphics the mechanics the controls the music was tweaked as well and remastered. So uh, loving what I'm listening to. In fact, I think you can unlock, uh, not I think, but I saw you can go in there and you can see like, uh, I think in the old game, you were able to do this. You can do this again in this game 
where you can go back and look at uh, artwork, um, concept art from both the old version and now even the remastered, they have some concept art in there too that you can unlock. And then they have the the sounds, the songs, uh, you can unlock certain tracks and listen to them within the menu. So it's fantastic. Um, And if you are a first person shooter type game lover, you owe it to yourself. If you haven't played this to go check it out and see what all the hype is about. Um, I'm not going to guarantee you'll like it because everybody's got their own taste. But at least if you're if you're an FPS player, you could, please give this a try. <laughs> so that's and by the way, they are selling the physical version on February 22nd of Metroid Prime Remastered. So you can at least if you're not wanting to buy, pick it up digitally, you can go pick it up at GameStop at that time, try it out, and then if you don't like it, you can take it back <laughs> or sell it back or do whatever. So that's what I've been playing and I will move on to the community spotlight. So yeah, those of you who are watching, yeah, Marty had to drop cause he, again, he is out. He's not at home. He's not at, at his usual location. He's at an undisclosed location, as he mentioned at the top of the show, uh, and he had to leave uh, the, because of that. So uh, good night, Marty, and we'll continue on and we'll finish off the show. Uh, real quick, we'll go over the community spotlight, which is, of course, we're spotlighting our family of podcasts. Don't forget that if you are interested in any other types of topics. We have other shows that you can listen to on our family of podcasts. We have Game Pass News, which covers a lot of Xbox stuff. That's run by Sean and Nick over there. So give them give them a look. Uh, their shows drop every Saturday. Again, they're Game Pass News. So look them up on your podcast feed. We also have Dad's After Dark Show. That is the show you listen to after you put the kids to bed and your wife is distracted or your spouse, significant other, other, whoever is distracted. And you go and listen to John and Drew because they together they talk about video games and dad stuff that we normally can't talk about, even though Justin tries to get us to uh, and and he gets edited every now and then. <laughs> uh, every- on, I, I just saw a, a tweet that I had to talk about. Um, some, someone says next year, Wind Waker HD will be as old as the Wind Waker was when HD was released. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is a great point. Uh, next up we have Ro- Retrologic uh, shows. Uh, they also have a family of shows, but they cover a lot of retro topics. Uh, especially Retrologic, where it's Dan, John, and Sam. They cover a lot of their retro gaming and retro gaming collecting topics. On Topic Retro covers a lot of in-depth discussions on one specific retro game and has a guest every now and then. Retro Groove talks about some of the music from all generations and types. That's Adam and Liam. They discuss that. And then there's Film Logic, where Mike and Eston talk about film topics and latest stuff they've been watching. And then every now and then I pop in and, and talk about it with them too. So uh, find out more about each of these and others. You can t- check out the Retrologic shows at retrologic.games, or you can go to nintendodads.org and see all of the family of shows there where we have Spotify links to them there, or at least you can get the titles and download them to your own podcasting feed. 
With that, we've got one more comment from the community uh, that we'll go over real quick here because we read a lot of the community stuff earlier during when we were talking about the direct. The last one we have here is so I was listening to the podcast on the morning commute today and someone said that there was no Star Fox game released for the Switch. Does Starlink not count? I know it had its own story and all but exclusive to the Switch was a Star Fox storyline that was pretty awesome. I would have loved to have seen a full Star Fox game made that way. It had space combat, planet, and solar system exploration, RPG-like components. What what say you guys? Does the Star Fox component of Starlink count as a released game for the Switch? And I think uh, Hoots also responded to that question, and he said, does Mario and Rabbids count as a Mario game? So... And he said also it reminded him that Star Fox 2 is on NSO. That was also released. <laughs> so yeah, I did I did forget about I, I did forget about Star Fox 2. Yep. So we do have a few Star Fox games. And I would I would include that for me personally, I would include the uh Starlink game as a Star Fox game. Um and I would include the Mario and Rabbits game as a Mario game. It's just a different take. It's not, I wouldn't call it mainline games, but I would call it they're, they're part of that. They're part of that, um, universe to talk about the rabbits. I'd say Mario and rabbits. The first one is a Mario game with rabbits in it, but the second one seems like it's a rabbit game with Mario in it. Okay. (laughs) And I can't speak for Starlink because I didn't play it. Yeah. I, 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 I played the original Star Fox on the Super Nintendo just like a level or two. Just, you know, I, I never, you know, fo- followed the story or played long enough to get to an ending. Yeah. But uh, that that's that's my limited history with Star Fox. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I agree, though, with uh, 16-Bit Nomad that it would be cool if Ubisoft, who created Starlink, built a Star Fox game for Nintendo based on the Starlink universe or what they did with Starlink there with Star Fox and Starlink. I think they could do that and it would be a really good game using all those same elements that you brought up there. So I agree with that for sure. So, but that is our last question of the community. And so that means that's the end of the show. Jesse, do you have anything to say before we uh, close out? Anything uh... Anything left? I don't think so. I'm, I'm I'm glad that we're trying to start earlier so we can uh, go to bed earlier. <laughs> yes. As a reminder, good point, Jesse. As a reminder, some of you may not have caught it or wondering why you might have missed a, a good hour of the show or something. But we actually here are starting an hour early. Not necessarily live streaming it yet an hour early, but we're all trying to get on an hour early or because most of the time what happens is somebody is going to show up late. Like to me, I showed up late today. <laughs> so uh, about 10 minutes before we went live, because these guys were all on talking. In fact, Justin was on a little bit in pre-show talking um, about stuff. So, but we try to get started around uh, 9.30 Eastern um, now. Uh, but again, that's the goal. But that means that we're actually probably starting around 9.45, 10 o'clock, which is the time we actually were supposed to be starting before we moved 
uh, moved it. So where uh, we would normally start it, where we normally were supposed to start it, but exactly. Yeah. So we're trying to start earlier so we can get done earlier in that way. Things can get wrapped up and sent out. Um, but it was also, it helps Marty, especially when he's podcasting from his office, even though he's close to home, he's away from home. Unlike some of us who are podcasting from our home. So it helps him to be able to get, get back to his family and stuff like that at a decent time. Um, helps us get, get done and get done and wrap things up and be ready for work Friday morning. So, uh, that's why we're starting the show an hour early. So remember we start the show at, at the bottom of the hour at nine 30 Eastern, uh, but adjust according to your time zone, of course. Um, all right. With that, we'll say thanks to everybody who subscribed to us. 6,653 of views on the YouTubes and Twitch. Thanks for the 1,399 followers. Come on. We just need one more follower. We can be at 1,400. And thank you to our 24 Twitch subscribers who will also get access to our Discord community and activities. We seem to kind of hover between the, you know, 19 to 25 Twitch subscribers. It kind of flows around there. So, but you just remember that whether you are a subscriber on Twitch or a subscriber on Patreon, you get access to more goodies like the Discord community and activities, such as the dinner table or the breakfast table. Come in and hang out with us or be part of the community of content creators where you get a free game code. Or if you are a Patreon, you get a free ad-free version of the show where you don't get to hear us talk about Manscaped because you don't want to hear us talking about Manscaped. So, but anyways, speaking of Manscaped, you get 20% off Manscaped orders with free shipping uh, with the code NINDADS. Uh, check out our merch store at nintendodads.org slash merch. And in fact, while you're there at nintendodads.org, check out all of our other content via YouTube, the tweets, the podcasts. Uh, you can see some of our other pages there and also links to our shop and merch. Huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, RJ Kern, and Jacqueline Amira. You can find us in most places like Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube by typing Nintendo Dads. In fact, just Google Nintendo Dads. See what comes up and maybe there's things out there we don't even know about. Email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. And don't forget to download our podcast to your favorite podcast feed. And if they have rating systems, please rate us five stars. Anything less can go to... I don't know, Mega Dads, like we always say, right? They, they, they always appreciate a good rating. So anyways, this is Tim uh, saying see you later from all of us here at Nintendo Dads HQ. Good night. Maple syrup mooses.